0: All right, welcome back to Ducks and Pucks. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. We have a a special edition for you this week. We're going to do our um, season predictions as far as the East and Western Conference and how the teams are going to pan out. Um, We're going to go through the Eastern Conference first and talk about each team, what they've done um, in the offseason and where they may end up, and then we'll switch and we'll go to the uh, Western Conference. So we'll start off with the Eastern Conference, and we've got ranked... 16th as the uh, Buffalo Sabres. They were uh, 16th last year in the Eastern Conference, Eddie. Um, and what are the problems that Buffalo has uh, staying at the bottom of the league?
1: Uh, it's it's probably more than anybody else. Uh, they're they're a team that's in a full rebuild and, and just starting a rebuild after uh, moving, you know, in the last few years, moving out Thomas Van Eyck, uh, Jason Palmerville, and now Ryan Miller. They've uh, added a few pieces. Uh, they added Sam Reinhart. Sam Reinhart in the draft. Uh, you know, Mikhail Grigorenko is ready to come up. They have a couple defensemen in Zadorov and rista Linen who are looking for more minutes. But uh, I I don't see Buffalo doing as bad as it did last year. Um, that's fifty two points is is way worse than anybody else. But with no Miller back there, um, you've got Enroth and and Neuverth as your starting goalies, and uh, not really. You know, they've they've added uh, some some veterans. Which is just to help mentor some of the young guys coming in that I mentioned. You know, Matt Molson's back, Brian Gianta from Montreal, uh, and Andre Mazzaro's Josh George. They're all good additions. Uh, it it'll, it'll make the team better, uh, but I don't see them passing and uh, you know getting out of that bottom uh, basement in the in the Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah, I think the the biggest problem, like we had mentioned before, is the goalie situation. You know, with Miller gone, I, I just I don't see how they're going to be able to win enough games between those two goalies. They're just too inexperienced. Yeah, both of them have been backups for
1: their whole career. Uh, and like, both of them have shown uh, bright spots, but um, they're, they've shown bright spots uh, as backups. They've come in for like a couple games, uh, or through an injury and been able to do well, but they haven't shown that they can start 30-plus 30, uh, 30 games or, or more and, and win at least 50% of those. So it'll it'll be uh it'll be another tough season for buffalo but uh, they're headed in the right direction as for a rebuild and oh i got to watch uh, this season is their new drafty Sam Reinhart. they uh they picked him up i believe uh, i think they drafted him second overall so um he'll be he'll add to some some good young centers they have there in uh, Cody Hodgson and Tyler Ennis and uh, they'll give them some depth up the middle which is uh, how teams are starting to build, uh, that's kind of how you build for success now is you build up the middle, so we'll have to uh, see how those guys are going to do for them. Cody Hodgson led them in scoring last year, and he's going to have to do the same this year. And uh, Tyler Ennis and Matt Molson are going to have to put up some significant points if they hope to move anywhere out of the bottom uh, of the Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah, and, you know, speaking of additions, the next team we have ranked is the uh, Florida Panthers, and they added, uh, you know, seven new players on there. They had Dave Bolin, Jokinen, Sean Thornton, uh, Derek McKenzie, Willie Mitchell, uh, Al Montoya, Greg Zanon. So they're trying to build, too. Last year they finished 15th, and we have them also ranked 15th in the conference. Do you think they're building um, in the right direction, too, or do you think they're just kind of still staying at the bottom?
1: Um, I think I, I had – Florida at fifteenth, and um, that's it's it, it's really like there's a logjam kind of in, in different areas, and you know there's a there's a lot of teams fighting for the, the bottom playoff spot in the East, and then there's a lot of teams down near the bottom that are that could really move anywhere around. Uh, I think Florida's just as good as, as the Islanders and the Hurricanes and the Senators, but I just have them just because they're so young, I, I and where they finished last year. Um, you know, Luongo's going to help them, but I, I don't see them moving um, anywhere higher than 13th, but I've got them at 15th just because they're inexperienced, and is going to have to be stellar for them. they finally solidified goaltending, which is something they've had uh, problems with for a while, but um, as we talked about with Buffalo, uh, Florida's a little bit uh, farther along in their rebuild. Um, getting Aaron Eckblad was a huge step forward for them. They've got to uh, add him to a great pro, you know crop of rookies that they have uh, in on forward with uh, Huberdeau and Barkov, Bukestad. Um They're pretty set down the center now. They're um, working on some of the defense with Gubranson uh, uh, and now Aaron Ekblad. So Florida's headed in the right direction, but pushing anywhere higher than tenth, uh, it, it would be a huge stretch to say for them.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, for them, um, their lineup being a young lineup. We saw them last year, too, where they had, you know, some serious ups and downs. You know, they had a couple games they would play re- really well, and then they would have just a stretch of just terribleness. So I think, you know, consistency is probably one of their biggest issues.
1: Yeah, and, and they'll they'll get that from the, rookie, uh, from the uh, veterans they brought in. Uh, you know, Dave Boland's been around for a while. Sean Thornton's a good pickup for them. Uh, Willie Mitchell will help uh, shore up some de- uh, some of their de- young defensemen there. So yeah, the the veterans will will help move along the uh, move along the rookies. But they're they're a couple seasons out from challenging for a playoff spot.
0: And so as you mentioned before too, kind of in that log jam. Next up we have uh, the Islanders uh, at 14th. Uh, last year they also uh, finished uh, 14th in the Eastern Conference, and they've made some additions too. Um, they have brought in goalie Havlik, um, uh, Johnson. Uh, A couple other players as well are gone. Um, I don't know if they've really added enough, though, to do too much. I know the Islanders have kind of had some struggles down the road, you know, plus they lost uh, Thomas Vanek and Matt Molson, too.
1: Yeah, they've lost uh, that guy on the wing with John Tavares. And and if they still had one of those guys, I'd probably put them higher. Uh, John Tavares was injured for... I believe 30 games, 30 or so games last season. Um, so that really hurt their chances. Uh, they're not, like I said again, they're not far out from teams um, like uh, Carolina, like Ottawa, you know, even like Toronto, New Jersey, Washington. They've got a star, obviously in John Tavares, um, but they they have still have some problems. They they picked up Grabowski and Kuhlman, uh Conacher for some. Some four depth, uh, like the Florida Panthers, they actually added a goaltender who, who lately has struggled, but he's proven at times he can be a number one, and he's better than anything they've had lately. And Chad Johnson is a, is a great backup goalie for them. Uh, T.J. Brennan had uh, 72 points in 74 games in the AHL last year as a defenseman, so he's a good pickup for them, and he's gonna be uh, he's probably gonna start down there. Uh, some guys are gonna have to they're gonna have to have some young guys step up if they want to uh, at least on defense if they want to go anywhere. Uh, Griffin Reinhardt's gonna have to come up and do well. Travis Hamonic is gonna have to lead that line because right now they don't really have any top four leaders on defense, so they're gonna have to uh, have somebody that's gonna lead the way for them, or they're gonna be still around 14th, 13th in in the Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah, I think like you said, <laughs> the only way that they can really make a push for the playoffs is if they rely on the two goalies. You know, if they can go back and forth and um, be a good tandem, then, you know, maybe they can carry them, you know, maybe to that eighth spot. But it it looks like it's going to be a tough go for them uh, offensively this coming year.
1: Yeah, and John Tavares is is the key to to any success with the Islanders, and he's going to have to stay healthy for at least 70 games if they have any chance at fighting for a playoff spot.
0: Next up, we have uh, Carolina Hurricanes. We have them at 13th, and and like you said, they're kind of mixed in with that group, too. They finished uh, also 13th last year. They only made a couple additions, uh, Brad Malone, Jay McClellan, or Cl- Clement, my bad, and Tim Gleason. So they've only added a couple. Not really too uh, much going on at Carolina. Um, you know, they have a new coach and a new GM, um, but... Uh, I don't know. You know, their defense has, has been up and down, too. Um, I I think you're probably pretty right on this prediction. They're probably going to still be towards the bottom and, and just miss the playoffs, too.
1: Yeah, um, the, the main problem last year was uh, Cam Ward's injury. Uh, Antoine uh, Cadobin, uh he did step up and, and play well for them, but Cam Ward has to be better this year if they have any chance of uh, getting near a playoff spot. Uh, I don't see him returning to what he once was. I think his numbers will be better because he had some terrible numbers last year. Uh, but uh, Eric is gonna have to have a better season. his brother's gonna have to have a, have a lot better season than he had. Um, Alexander Seven's gonna have to uh, play well your is gonna be another guy that's gonna have to contribute to secondary scoring on that team. Uh, they're gonna you're gonna have to watch for uh, Elias Lindholm to step up. They're gonna need him to play well too. Um, and and their main issue right now is on defense. Tim Gleason was brought back, which I don't think was the best acquisition to bring him back. Um, Andre Sequeira's had a great season last year. I think he was upwards of 50 points, so he's going to have to do that again. I I don't know if he can do uh, have the same offensive uh, output that he had, but he's going to have to have a good season. Uh, And yeah, youngster Ryan Murphy and uh, Justin Falk are going to have to have good seasons too if Carolina wants to fight for a playoff spot, but uh, we have them 13th, and, and I can't see them moving a lot higher than that, maybe maybe two, give or take two spaces ahead or back. But, yeah, I don't see Carolina getting much better, and it's really on the Stall brothers' shoulders and Cam Ward.
0: Yeah, I think uh, definitely for the, the offense, you know, they're going to have to try and get some more points because otherwise they're going to be relying, like you said, on trying to uh, have Ward, you know, Pitch shutouts or close to shutouts most of the games, and then have the defense also try to step up. And I just think that's that's just too much to ask, you know, for that team. They've got to try to put some points on the board.
1: Yeah, they they, they struggled scoring goals last year. They were, I think, they were the third last in the league, which is uh, which is close to where they finished. They they finished fourth in the bottom. So they're going to have to score goals, and Eric Stahl is going to have to be the one who gets it done for them, and and Alexander
0: Semen. Next up on our uh list here, we have the Ottawa Senators ranked twelfth. Um, you know, obviously the big news is when they lost uh Jason Spezza and we know about all the media surrounding that. So that was the um huge loss for them. They brought in Chase On and Legwand. So those are gonna help uh on the offense. But uh this is another team, you know, that I mean they're again, not to be a broken record, but they're stuck in that bottom group trying to make their way. Um just i think again being um inconsistent and i think losing uh spezza at center is really not going to help on the uh, faceoff circle eddie
1: yeah and and they didn't really add a whole bunch uh, they got chase on back in that that deal for spezza and he'll play uh he you know he at best he could probably put up 20 goals from them uh leg one they signed a free agency which was a good signing uh, you know they needed a guy to come in he's not going to play first line uh most likely turris is going to move up to that first line and and sabrina and and Legwan are going to fight for the second and third line roles. And and that, that's not terrible uh, in center, but Turris is going to have to step up. He's going to have to uh, fulfill the potential he had when he was first drafted uh, by Arizona. So uh, Turris is going to have to take that Spets role. And if, uh, there's a chance that he can do that, um, but he's not going to fill. They've lost a lot of leaders in that room. Uh, Chris Phillips is still there, and he's one of the only ones they have left. Uh, Alfredson's gone. Spets has now gone. Uh, so they're going to struggle this year. And that's why I have them finishing uh, one lower than they did last year. Um, it, it, a lot of pressure is going to be on Terrissa's shoulder, like I said. Um, Anderson and, and Laner and Nat are going to have to play well. Anderson's going to have to get back to the form that took uh, Ottawa to the playoffs uh, a couple years ago. So uh, I, I don't see them making a charge this year. Uh, they're going to have to get some some uh output from some guys that have struggled recently and uh it'll be it's tough to see them making a playoff push
0: yeah i agree and you know the other rumor that was out there was that they may be looking to trade uh bobby ryan too um so if they do that and try to bring in a bunch of youngsters then they may just be looking at another season of rebuilding eddie
1: yeah and that would be i i don't think that's the right path for them i think they have enough talent where they just have to wait for some guys like uh, Curtis Lazar and Cody CC to come into their own. Uh, But uh, it it looks like Robbie, uh, Bobby Ryan could go to uh, Philadelphia if, if anywhere, but uh, it remains to be seen if he actually gets traded or not.
0: And speaking of Philadelphia, that's who we have listed next. Uh, It's finishing 11th in the conference. Um, significantly lower than what they did this past year as they're in the playoffs. Um, you know they've lost a lot of players and they've added a lot of players. Um, I it's going to be interesting to see um, with um, you know the trade of Scott Hartnell um, to Columbus. So I you know I don't with some of these additions and stuff I don't really understand what Philly was doing. I don't see a lot of uh, improvements uh, for them going into this next season, Eddie. Uh,
1: yeah. I I think Philadelphia is a good team, and, and don't get me wrong, it won't surprise me if they if they make the playoffs. Uh, they're one of the teams that when you get around these teams, any of these teams could from like eleven up could could make the playoffs. And obviously Philadelphia comfortably well, well they made they made the playoffs. They're one point uh, out, but they were they were in six last year, and Cole Giroux kind of led the way for them. Um, and the main factor though in them actually doing well last year was Steve Mason and, uh, had a career season. After struggling for most of uh, his career, so I, the the only reason I have them down here is is I've I've seen Steve Mason uh, firsthand. I I don't see him repeating uh, the same kind of season he had last year. Um, if he does, then they can easily make the playoffs. I just don't see it happening. And Ray Emery is a capable backup, but between those two, uh, they'll both they'll both have to be stellar for them to to make the playoffs again. And obviously, Claude Giroux. Uh, you know, Simmons, uh, Hartnell's gone, so Umberger comes in, Voracek. Those guys are going to be, uh, the guys are going to have to lead the way for them. And uh, they, you know, some guys to watch too. Uh, they brought in Michael Delzato for defense, and we'll have to see if he can fulfill the potential that he had when he was with the Rangers. But, yeah, they're going to have to be, everything's going to have to click for the Flyers to make the playoffs again.
0: Yeah, I think also another uh, thing that we've kind of seen with some of these teams, and you'll probably agree, is that they're trying to rely too much on like you know the one or two uh, lines as far as offense goes. You know, you can't, you just can't be a solid playoff contending team with just one or two uh, lines that are going to you know, produce offense. Eddie.
1: Yeah, and and you know in the Eastern Conference is a little bit easier. Um, I a lot of these teams would not survive in the in the Western Conference with some of the standard right. depth they have. Uh, the Flyers have a good team, um, and, and like I said, it all comes down to I, I don't trust Steve Mason enough to to have the same kind of season he had last year. So I think they they're
0: gonna struggle this year if he doesn't do well. Next up on our list, we have Toronto finishing tenth in the conference, and just they'll be just on that outside too. I know Toronto, you know, you you're pretty well versed in Toronto being close uh, in proximity to them. Um, what do you see? You know, they've picked up a few people, you know, we let go the Ducks did of, uh, Stefan Robodas, So he went over there and they picked up, you know, a couple of centers. they also got Winnick from us too. Um, what do you think as far as Toronto? I think they're just kind of hovering again outside that window of the playoffs.
1: Yeah. They're another one of these bubble teams. Uh, they could have easily, uh, bumped a team like Detroit or Philadelphia out of the playoffs if they didn't finish so terribly uh, didn't finish the season so so badly but uh they, they didn't really add uh they kind of just replaced the same things they got rid of um tim gleason and carl gunnison made way for for roman Pollock and stefan robota david booth came in dave bolin left J- J- jeremy d'amigo uh, mason raymond coolman all left frat and komarov Santarelli, winnick uh petri contala came in so they, they didn't really add Anything that they get, like, it, they kind of just swap like for like for what they added was basically the same, what they, uh, you know, what they got rid of. So uh, Toronto's going to be one of those teams that if they make the playoffs, I'm not going to be surprised. They're on the bubble. They, um, they're going to have to finish a lot stronger than they did last year. Uh, they've got Bernier and Reimer in net, and uh, they're going to have to play well. Uh, Nazem Kadri is going to have to step up uh, and, and fill that second line center role and he's going to have to work on his face-offs that he's been pretty bad at uh, since the start of his career. Uh, Bozak, uh, Van Rienzak, and Kessler are going to have the same kind of season they did last year. And their defense is going to have to be a lot better. It's been really disorganized. DM Faneuf hasn't really uh, been the player that he was when he was with Calgary. So it their defense is going to have to be a lot better. And, and when you see guys like Stefan Robida and and Roman Pola come in. Uh, it looks like Brendan Shannon's is trying to get bring in the team that he wants, and uh, we'll have to see how they they can cope with uh, make trying to make the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, I think that they're leaning a little bit too much on the defense too, uh, like some of the, these other teams. You know, I was surprised um, not that they signed Robota, but you know, the three year deal. I just thought. With his leg issues, you know, uh, last season that was kind of a surprise to me. I just don't think the defense is going to really come through for them. I mean, that's that's probably going to be the make it or break it for them. Whether or not they're going to, you know, be in that seventh or eighth spot or out.
1: Yeah, they needed to bring in a guy like Stefan Robert. I agree with you. That a three-year deal is kind of, well, it's definitely a little bit too long for a guy that has broke his leg twice now. But uh they've they've got a lot of young guys in there. Morgan Riley's gonna be in there, uh Gardner Franzen, uh the captain, but you need another guy to come in there and kinda of marshal the uh the blue line in. and, and Sef and, and Roman Polak have been around the league for a while, so hopefully they'll be able to or hopefully for Toronto fans they'll be able to whip the the defense into shape and, and Toronto might uh, definitely has a shot of making the playoffs, but I have them uh, at twelfth.
0: Or sorry, at tenth. Tenth, right. And then next uh, on the bubble, another team, New Jersey Devils. We have got them at ninth, um, finishing in the conference. Uh, they added uh, Camilleri, Havlat, Clemenson. Um, didn't really lose too much. Um, I don't, you know, see them doing a whole lot. I mean, I know the the they still got to figure out what's going on with Berger. Um, you know, uh, and they're going uh, probably with uh, Snyder. So, you know, I don't think they're too bad in the net. But I think this is another team, too, that's just they don't have a lot of offense going for them. And I think um, the defense, too, just trying to be consistent on, on the blue line.
1: Yeah, uh, New Jersey is one of those teams that they you kind of don't really you know pay attention to them. And, and they, they just missed the playoffs uh, by five points last year. But uh, they couldn't score any goals, and that was their problem. And I think their, their additions in the offseason – Fix exactly what they needed. Mike Camilleri is going to be their focal point now, and and Martin Havlat is no, he, he he's no um, average Joe either when it comes to scoring goals. Right. So he could come in uh, with Mike Camilleri, and they kind of fix their problems there. The only problem I have with New Jersey is is how old some of their players are. That you know, Yammer Yager was their leading scorer last year, and he's going to be 43 this year. Uh, Mike Camilleri is over 30, Havlats over 30, Eliash is, is near the end of his career too. Uh, Michael Ryder is still there. You know, the, a lot, some of the only young guys they have are, you know, Adam Henrique is there, Reed Boucher. Um, they they've got to the, these older guys have to produce again if New Jersey wants to make the playoffs and, and especially Omar Yager and, and uh, Mike Camilleri are going to have to get goals for this team because they only had 197 goals last year, which I believe was third worst in the NHL, but or in the, in the Eastern Conference, uh, but they finished 10th. Uh, Corey Schneider is, is going to prove that he can be a number one goalie with Broder gone, and he's going to have to play at least 60 games uh, this season because Scott Clemerson isn't isn't uh, going to play more than 20. The, if they want to make the playoffs, uh, Corey Schneider is going to have to carry them there. I think he's capable of doing it. Um, it just, it just uh, the old guys on on New Jersey have to score goals, and New Jersey's kind of in a in a bad predicament here because with all these older guys, they they've kind of got a small window with not such a great team. So they've got to make the playoffs this year and, and try and go for another run like they did when they made the Cup finals back in uh, 2012.
0: Yeah, I agree. with you. The the older players are gonna have to step up, and and like you said, Snyder's gonna have to push. For that team and be solid um, you know at least 50 60 games for sure um, now going on to the teams that are going to make the playoffs we have Detroit as eighth which is where they finished last year um, and they didn't really do a whole lot in the offseason um, I mean you know Detroit's one of those teams that you know obviously we saw it uh, when they were still in the Western Conference with Zetterberg and Datsuk doing damage so the thing with Detroit is they come in, and if they make eighth, I mean, you just don't know what they can do. They can still upset some teams. Um, we were victim of it, you know. Uh, obviously, we don't have to worry about it now that they're in the East, but they could still come in there and, and at least win a first-round playoff series, even if they were seventh or eighth, Eddie.
1: Yeah, and, and Detroit always seems to find a way to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, They've got that the streak of making the playoffs. blues it's 24 seasons now where they've made the playoffs. So Detroit... I think they can find a way. You know, Datsuk and Zetterberg were injured for a large amounts of the season last year. And uh, as Mike Babcock said, the, the, the kids kind of led them to the playoffs. Uh, Gustav Nyquist, Thomas Tatar, Riley Shahan, and a couple other guys. Uh, those were the guys who, who led them to, the, to get in that last playoff spot last year. And uh, they're going to have to just step up again. And, you know, Zetterberg and, and Datsuk are going to be back. Uh Cronwall still on defense. They've lost David Leguan. Uh but he didn't really do great there. They've you know, they haven't lost too many guys. They haven't added a whole bunch of guys. Uh I gotta watch too is uh, Anthony Mantha if he actually gets called up to, to the Red Wings. Uh he's a great prospect for them. Yeah. um you know, so the, it's gonna come down to uh how well the kids can do again with Datsyuk again, Zetterberg in the lineup and and how well Jimmy Howard and, and Jonas Gustav can do as tandem and net.
0: And then the uh, next team that we have making uh, the playoffs at seventh is the Washington Capitals. You know, the big move that they did was Niskanen for that big contract on defense that they picked up also or pick Justin Peters and net and Connor. So they've made some you know good additions there. Um, I think Niskanen is going to be relied on a lot. He's going to be a player to watch there. Obviously Ovechkin, everybody of course knows Ovechkin and you know, I, I don't see him going down in production at all. He's going to lead that team and put it on his shoulders again. Um, but, you know, the only difference between them and Detroit I see is, you know, when Washington gets into the playoffs, they just they just have a difficult time. I, I don't see them. Maybe they win in the first round, but I don't see them getting farther than the second round, Eddie.
1: Yeah, and the, uh, the one of the reasons I have Washington in the playoffs this year is because they've got Barry Trotz as a coach. Uh you know he was with Nashville for a long period of time before he he uh got fired so it I think he can whip uh Washington into shape by he's going to have to take some guys like Ovechkin and, and Backstrom and and make them play more more defense make them forecheck uh and the, they're going to have to be a better team in that category. Um Ovechkin's going to lead the team obviously with assist. There's, there's no doubt about that. Backstrom's going to be up there in points again. Um or and Niskan are great additions maybe maybe you know a little bit overpriced but uh, you're adding to uh Mac uh, uh, or Mike Green uh, they've got Carl Osner uh, John Carlson on D so that, you know that's a pretty good starting five guys on defense uh, i think the the main guy to watch is going to be Braden Hopey and net uh, can he be a number one goalie? He, he's going to have to be if, if they want to make the playoffs and go far enough in the playoffs. Uh, he's shown at times he can be a number one, but he's got to show that this season if they're going to make it. And uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov is going to have his first full season after coming over from the KHL. Uh, he's a he's a great prospect, and we're, we're going to have to see what line he plays on and, and if he can uh, have a good full, uh, first full season in the NHL with the, the Capitals.
0: Yeah, I'll be interesting to watch them and see if um, you know, like you said, on the defensive end, because Washington's been known for the offense. The um, next team that we have in sixth is the Columbus Blue Jackets, which you know I would put them up there too because um, they actually did pretty well in the playoffs last year. They gave Pittsburgh some trouble, you know. They've they haven't really added too much um, in the offseason, but I would say of the teams we talked about so far, they're probably the most balanced uh, team so far, Eddie.
1: Yeah, they they're kind of built. Uh, like a Western Conference team, they're they're a big team. Uh, they kind of remind me of St. Louis, where um you know St. Louis doesn't have like main like they're not as good as St. Louis, but there's there's no like main guy. There's no like Crosby, Ovechkin, Getzloff, Stamkos. There's no there's no that kind of guy on their team. They're just four good lines that they can put out there. Good goaltending in, in Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, a lot of people were saying that they could be like, uh, the Islanders, you know, Islanders made the playoffs two years ago, gave Pittsburgh a run for their money and then, you know, finished 14th last year. But I think Columbus is actually the real deal. Uh, you Ryan Johansson's going to have to have another good season for them. Uh, Scott Harden, I think was a really good pickup trading for him uh, to Philly for uh, giving up RJ Umberger and he's going to bring some veteran presence to their team, uh, and you know Nathan Horton's going to be healthy. Uh, you know they they're, they're going to be a good team this year, and it's going to obviously revolve around Ryan Johansson and Sergey Robrovsky, But I think seeing them get seventh in the or seventh or sixth in the East around there, maybe even fifth if they if they can do well enough, uh, isn't isn't a big
0: surprise uh, for Columbus. Yeah, and then just finishing above Columbus, we've got uh, Montreal. They finished uh, fourth last year. We have them as fifth. Uh, coming into this season, obviously, you know, the good news for them, they finally got that Subban deal ironed out, you know, and that's that's finally done with so they can move forward. Um, obviously, the big issue for them was in goal, uh, you know, last year. Um, that kind of hurt, hurt them um, when they were in that last round um, going in <clears throat> and when they got eliminated uh, by the Rangers right before the uh, going into the finals. But I think... You know Montreal, if they stay healthy, I think that they, even finishing fifth, they could probably still maybe even finish fourth, and and um, you know they can rely on Price to take them. Um, I think again to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know maybe even towards the finals, Eddie.
1: Yeah, it, it's um they suffered some big losses. Uh, maybe not um you know the caliber of player, but leadership in the room. Brian is gone now. Uh, Josh Georges is gone. He had a a pretty good uh, partnership with, with uh, P.K. Subban. Uh, the, Thomas Vanek, who was only there for part of the season, but they're going to miss his goals. Uh, Danny Breer is gone. It's not a huge uh, huge loss. You know, Parento comes in and fills that spot. But, uh, you know, the the leadership of uh, Brian Gianta and Josh George is going to be missed. And they're going to need uh, some of their young guys. Nathan Beaulieu is going to have to come up, and, and we'll have to see if he can step up and fill Josh George's role. Uh, Jared Tenorti is going to get a chance. Uh, but one of those two guys is going to have to step up in that defense and, and do well. Max Pacioretty is going to have to have a, a good season. Uh, you know, he's going to have to get most of the goals to them. Um, they're a team that can roll out four lines. Uh, Parento's going to have to do well. Galchenyuk, Gallagher, Eller. They're all going to have to contribute to secondary scoring. Um, but when you're, you know, you don't have to worry about this team giving up a lot of goals when you've got Kerry Price in the net. So, I think it all comes down to the young guys stepping in on defense for them. But uh, other than that, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved up into fourth. I don't see them moving past the the teams we have in the top three, but fourth or fifth, and, and, you know, if Carey Price can carry them far, they might might have a deep playoff run again as well.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the teams uh, that could be in their way, and we have ranked next as uh, fourth in the conference is the New York Rangers, um you know and they they made a lot of additions you know they added Dan Boyle they brought him in Lombardi Tanner Glass <clears throat> among some of the other people that they've added um you know they did lose Brad Richards <clears throat> so you know they've lost a little bit but um you know the thing that's going to be interesting to see with them is how uh, Rick Nash is going to do because we talked about that with uh, Danny last week you know there's there's some irritation with the fans there and his his lack of performance Um, you know, Martin St. Louis, you've got to see how he does. I mean, he still did pretty decent last year and Chris Kreider too. So it's, it's a team that, you know, they started out slow last year. Like we talked about some of these other teams that are kind of on the bubble. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start out slow again and then kind of build steam, uh, you know, halfway through the season, Eddie.
1: Yeah. And, um, I'm banking on Rick Nash. Um, you know, I think Marty St. Louis might be able to spark Rick Nash, to have a good season, they're, they're going to need Rick Nash to have a good season. They're going to need Marty St. Louis to have a good season. Uh, they they lost they they lost a couple key guys on defense. Uh, Anton Stralman uh, is gone. Justin Falk maybe not so much. Uh, Derek so Dorsett was a good uh, you know third fourth line guy for them. Brian Boyle was a great penalty killer for them as well. Uh, so they they lost some key guys there. You know they picked up Dan Boyle who's going to do great on their power play. He's a, he's a great defenseman. And then they picked up a lot of. Uh, you know, kind of bottom six guys: Lee Stabniak, Matthew Lombardi, Tanner Glass. Uh, so uh, they they didn't really lose a whole bunch. Uh, nothing that they that they didn't really replace. Um, but it, it it comes down to if Rick Nash can be the guy that they brought him in to be. Uh, Marty St. Louis, I think, can spark him to do well this season. You know, he he's a setup guy, and if he can play on the same line with Rick Nash, uh, that's why I have them as fourth. And obviously, um. You've got Lundqvist in that, so there's no problems there. Uh, and Derek okay. Stepan's gonna have to to prove that he can be a number one guy, because right now I think he's a really good number two, but um, I don't know if he is a, a number one guy yet. But he's gonna have to step up and prove that he can be that number one guy.
0: And <clears throat> just finishing above the uh, Rangers, we have the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, which to me is gonna be kind of interesting to see how they do next year, because you know with losing James Neal they got to figure out who's going to play with Crosby. And, you know, they lost some key defensive people, in and pick. So, you know, the defense is kind of a, a concern for me, and we kind of saw that when they had that meltdown against the Rangers in the playoffs. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think Pittsburgh's still going to be a top team for sure, but um, I think they're going to have to rely on some younger guys to step up on the blue line, Eddie.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to have a lot of people step up. They lost uh, they lost a lot in and. and... A, almost every position except and they lost Matt Niskin and Brooks Orpik, uh, Derek Englin on defense. Uh, they lost James Neal and UC and who who were really you know who did really good for them, especially UC, UC Okan, did really well for them last season. Um, and they added uh, Christian Ehrhoff on defense, which is definitely a really good pickup for them. Patrick Hornquist, uh, Nick Spaulding, Blake Como, Steve Steve Downey. So they they kind of added some size, uh, giving up guys like U.C. Okanagan and Tanner. You know Tanner Glass wasn't uh, uh, you know a small guy, but Brandon Gibbons, Joe Vitali, They brought in some more some more grit, some more size, something that they've they've needed. Um, it, it it's going to be interesting to see. It's you know Kunitz is going to be on the left. Who's on the right of Crosby? It's been a revolving door for a while now on Crosby's right wing. Uh, we'll have to see who plays with him. Uh, but it's the Crosby Malkin show in Pittsburgh. They've got a new coach, a new GM. It, it it's relatively the same team, a little bit changes. Uh, they'll they'll have to have you know guys like the Dumoulin and Harrington and Pugliat step up on defense. Oli Matta will have to have a good second season. marc Andre Fleury usually has a good uh, you know good season uh, at least in a regular season in the in uh for the, in the NHL. So, um, I see the Penguins. You you know they don't look like they have the best team, but you. Um, you know, when you have when you compare them with uh, the Montreal and the Rangers, they don't look a ton better. But then, you know, obviously two guys stand out, in Crosby and Malkin, and that's why I've got them third. I don't see them being better than the, the two teams we have above them, but they're definitely going to finish strong. They always do, so you know it won't be a surprise.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of the top two teams, the next one you have on your list is uh, the Boston Bruins. They ended up, you know, number one in the entire league last year um and you've got them uh, number two here in the eastern conference they they didn't really do any additions um i think we mentioned before they lost Aginla, um so there's going to be some players they got to watch um riley smith on the right wing uh, erickson on the right wing uh to fill in some of those uh scoring spots for uh, againla but uh it's it's a team that's been you know relatively quiet in the offseason eddie
1: yeah and they didn't really have to add much um it, like, honestly, it won't surprise me if, if they they end up finishing first in the conference uh, or, or, you know, first or second as where I have them at second, but finishing first I don't think would surprise anybody. You know, they they won the President's Trophy last year. Jerome uh, McGinnell is a big part of their team, though. He had 60-plus points for them. He fit really well on that team, but they just couldn't resign him, so somebody's got to fill that offense. Uh, Riley Smith will have to have another good season. Louis Erickson's going to have to have a better season than he had last year. Uh, and they're just gonna have to play, you know, they're just gonna have to play the same hockey they've always played. The, you know, the Krejci, Lucic, uh, Bergeron, Marshawn, mm-hmm. all those guys. They have a great team, so they're gonna do fine. Uh, getting Dennis Seidenberg back from injury is gonna be a big boost to them. Uh, so, and, you know, Tuka Raskin, net. Uh, so I don't see them. There's, there'd be no surprise uh, to me if they finish first, but I, I have them second just cause, you know I think the loss of Jerome again was pretty big. And this, somebody's got to step up and, and f- fill the net where, where he uh, where his loss is.
0: All right. And at number one for the Eastern Conference, we have Tampa Bay. Um, you know, they lost Martin St. Louis last season. Uh, but <clears throat> that probably shouldn't be a problem, though, for them this coming year. You know, uh, the big issue for them was Stamkos uh, going out and being injured last season. And uh, if he stays healthy this year, uh, he should definitely lead the team as he's done before. Um and, you know, Tampa Bay is one of those teams that, you know, they made the playoffs last year, and they were improving and improving. And I think in this coming year, uh, they stay healthy. And with uh, some of the newer guys that they've um, added on the defense, like uh, Stallman and Garrison, um, I think that they can make a push um, like we have in our rankings for the top spot in the East, Eddie.
1: Yeah, Samco's being back is going to be a huge boost for them. Obviously losing Marty St. Louis is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be, not a huge problem for them, but it's it's going to hurt. Um, Jonathan Drouin is going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, he had a great, another great season in the QMJHL. Uh, Steve Eisman decided to keep him down there for that, the next season. He'll be up here uh, with Tampa. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does. I think he can get off to you know, at least a 50-60 point season like McKinnon had uh he's a great talent uh, Stamkos obviously we know what he can do uh, Tyler Johnson and, and Andre Pilat were stand up rookies for the, for the Lightning last year and they're going to have to do that again uh, Nikita Kucherov is going to be important to them on, uh, up on forward uh for, for you know for up for the forwards that we that they have to watch um they some of the guys that Eisenman added uh, I think Tampa Bay did one of the, probably the one of the best jobs at adding guy, th- play, guys in places they needed in the offseason uh, Anton Strawman and Jason Garrison are two, you know, really good additions for a defense that was struggling last year. Uh, their power play is struggling, and, and Jason Garrison's a good point man on the power play. Anton is a good puck possession player, so that's going to really help them out there. Uh, Brian Boyle's a great penalty killer uh, for you know your bottom six uh, center. Uh, Brendan is a good veteran guy to bring in the lineup, and if getting a Bakov is uh, an experienced backup who they can put behind Ben Bishop and uh, and speaking of ben bishop he's gonna have to be the guy for them again this season uh they've got enough offensive power firepower and i believe in victor hedman and strawman and gudis and 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 garrison they have enough on defense it's gonna have to be ben bishop it's gonna have to stay healthy and he's gonna have to uh have a good season if they want to take the number one spot
0: yeah so tampa will definitely be the t- one of the top teams to watch in the east and now we're going to switch to the uh, Western Conference and go with our standings on that side. And um, starting off at 14th, we have the Edmonton Oilers who were f- also 14th last year. Um, you know, they added some wingers, Pouliot, Purcell, um, trying to work on the offense there. Um, as everybody knows, Victor Foss was traded also to Edmonton, um, but it looks like uh, Scribbins is probably going to be the goalie there that they're going to lean on Eddie uh, to try and um, improve from you know being in the cellar.
1: Yeah, and, and Edmonton, um, I, I I kind of fought to put them at the bottom. There, there's a lot of other teams that could be here um, that could easily finish bottom, and Edmonton can finish a little bit higher. Um, but uh, their, de- their defense, to me, is, is not enough right now. Uh, the ideal situation for them would have been drafting Aaron Eckbud. They got the next best thing in a big center, which was something they needed, and, and Leon Dreisaitl, but... Uh, Nugent Hopkins is going to have to do well. Taylor Hall is going to have another good season. Uh, Eberly, obviously, those three are going to have to lead the way for them. Yakubov is going to have to have a much better season. Uh, and a lot of the young guys are going to have to step up on D. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum, Darnell Nurse if he comes up, Martin Marinson. Those are guys who are going to have to fill slots. Uh, Mark Fane came in, which is a good pickup. Nikita Nikita, and these are big defensive defensemen. Uh, you know, they brought in guys that they needed. I just don't think they're good enough. I don't think their defense is good enough yet. Um, and I don't. I think their goaltending is, is one of the worst. You know, Ben Scrivens, I don't believe he's a number one. And as much as I like Victor Foss in, in Anaheim, I don't believe he's a number one either. Um, and if they, if, if it sounds like Scrivens is their number one guy that going forward, uh, I don't really see him being a long-term number one. I don't see him being able to start 40, 50 games a season and them doing a lot better for a team that uh, led in the most goals last year uh something they need to improve on and they didn't really do it so i, I that's why i have them 14th
0: yeah and it makes sense i mean <laughs> talking about you know the goalie situation that's kind of the problem with our next team at 13th uh, the calgary flames as most people know jonas Hiller went to calgary um and he's going to be playing there uh and they and you know calgary had issues in goal two they um they were able to score goals last year, but their defense and you know uh, it's just it was just terrible. I mean, they just cannot um, you know, hold teams down as far as a goals against. So I think, you know, them and Edmonton are gonna be kind of battling it out towards the bottom, Eddie.
1: Yeah, Calgary surprised me last year. They they proved near the, at least near the end of the season and sometimes early on too, that they're a hard team to play against. Um, a lot of their players play with a lot of heart and, and they play every game to win. So Jonas Hiller is a good pickup. Um, last year they definitely had, you know, the, I think in my opinion, the worst goalie tandem in the league with the Red O'Bara, Joey McDonald and, uh, uh, Kari Rado, uh, uh, Kari Ramo in that, uh, Jonas Hiller is a good pickup for them. He's the number one guy. He's proven he can be a number one guy. Uh, Mason Raymond's back there. He brings speed, Brandon Bowling, uh, is some size. Devin a Gucci can score, and he brings speed as well. Um, they lost uh, the only problem was they lost uh, their number one guy, Mike Camilleri. So somebody's got to fill that role. Um, that's why, and you know, they didn't have the greatest time scoring goals last year. They weren't the worst, but they were one of the worst. Um, so some of these young guys are going to have to step up, and they they lost uh, some guys on de- uh, defense too, and Shane O'Brien and Chris Butler and Derek Smith. So um, they're gonna have to have some guys come up and step up. Their their defense is still a problem to me. Uh, they didn't really add anything other than Derek Englund to to address that. They they don't really have any you know top four guys other than Giordano. Um, I think on forward they have a lot going for them. Sven Berch is gonna have to finally fulfill his potential uh, if he has any shot of making the Flames. Uh, Johnny Groulx is, is a you know kind of a sleeper guy to watch this season. I think he's gonna have a, a really good season. Uh, he he only played one game for Calgary last year at the end of the season, but he, he scored in in that one game. So uh, Sam Bennett, their new draft pick, um, is gonna have to have a good season. Um, Sean Monahan is gonna have to have another good season. So the, these guys, these are the guys who are gonna have to fill uh, the the scoring that's lost from Mike Camilleri and, and Yuri Hudler is one of those guys too. Um, but I just think their defense is too much of a liability to to put them any higher than you know maybe the bottom the bottom two, bottom three teams in the Western Conference.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. The defense is is going to be key for them. And the next team too that we have up, the Winnipeg Jets as well. It's another Canadian team that's, you know, struggled in the West. And um it's gonna be interesting to see what they do because they're pretty quiet in the off season. As many people know, they got Matthew Perot from us, uh, Gilardi, and those are the really their only two pickups and they lost the open So I mean they kinda of replaced Perot for Jokun in there. But uh, they're another team, too, that uh, for them, it's, you know, on the offense. I mean, Evander Kane, you know, he's had a couple decent seasons. You know, there was talks about him being moved, and, and I don't think that's going to happen. But I they're just inconsistent, too, Eddie. I, I don't see them making the playoffs either.
1: Yeah, and it, it really, this Evander Kane situation kind of throws their 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 hopes at getting anywhere near a playoff spot. You know, up into the air. I, I don't really know if Kane's going to be part of the Winnipeg Jets. I you know maybe by the start of this year or or by the middle or by the you know after the trade deadline. It all depends. And and he is the main you know main guy in offense. Him, Andrew Ladd, and and Brian Little are, are their main guys, and you know Wheeler as well. So if he's not there, that's a huge problem for them. Um, and I don't know where his head's at either. So that's why I kind of have them down. You know, it's not farther from where they that much farther from when they were last year. Um, Matthew Pearl, I think is a good pickup. Uh, if it, uh, I think they're putting Dustin Bufflin back on defense and they've got, you know, Zach Bogosian's back there as well. Jacob Truba, who's a really good, uh, deep prospect. So the, their defense isn't too bad. Um, uh, but Pavlik is the, he's going to have to a lot better season than that, uh, he had goals against average, I think of like 3.01 last season. So he's going to have to have a rebound. Um, if they want to, you know, get them out of the basement in the Western conference, uh, and they're gonna have to get guys like Mark Scheifele. gonna have to step up, and, and, and Vander Kane's gonna have to stay if they have any hope of of getting anywhere higher and challenging for a playoff
0: spot. Yeah, and, and another team that's having problems too. The um, as people now know is the uh, Arizona uh, Coyotes, they changed their name, uh, and they have problems in the center position. I mean, I know they added uh, Gagne and Vitel, but I mean they lost Verba, which was huge. Uh, Ribeiro, that's another huge you know loss on offense. So for the Coyotes, I don't know. Um, they're going to be in that same situation as win- uh, Winnipeg. They're not going to be able to produce a lot of points, uh, I think, to win enough games to really get to the, like an eighth spot.
1: Yeah, and I don't think Alex Sam Gagne, and, and he, he struggled at center. He wasn't good at face-offs, and, and he was more of a winger in Edmonton. I know he's listed as a center, but... Uh, I don't think he's the uh, the answer for them at center and and Mike losing Mike Grabel they bought out Mike Grabel so it's not he obviously wasn't wanted there uh, they obviously think Sam is a better option uh, and losing Rodin Verbalis is 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 terrible for them really he's been one of their top scores um, since he's been there so guys like uh, Bodker and and VerMad and Shane Doan are gonna all have to step up to fill that because they uh, you know Sam Gandy's gonna have to come in as well and. And hopefully fill the the void where that ever is behind. They uh, they they still have a strong defense core. They've kind of always had that. Uh, I don't think Derek Morris is back, but they've got Brandon Gormley and Keith Yandel, uh, Oliver ekman Larson. So they all right there for defense and, and and Mike Smith's in net. So, um, uh, you know, for I think they're good. You know, if Mike Smith has a solid season, but they're gonna have to score, and, and they're gonna have problems without uh, creative guys like Mike Ribeiro and and riding for
0: Bada. Yeah, and another team that's uh, had issues with scoring that we've got uh, at 10th in the conference is Vancouver Canucks. I mean, uh, you know, a lot happened in the offseason. They picked up uh, goalie, Ryan Miller. Um, they got Lucas Pisa from the Ducks, as we all know, and uh, Nick Modino as well in the uh, Kessler deal, and obviously they lost Kessler. So um, they're kind of shaking up their team a little bit. You know, the Sedins really didn't do that well last year. They're going to have to step up. Um, as we mentioned too, they got bravada uh, that was on Arizona, so he's gonna have to step up as well. Um, but Vancouver's another team, Eddie, that's just uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I know they're on the bubble. I think if the Sadines can turn it on, maybe they can carry him to eighth, but even then, I, I just don't see them going far um, if they are actually able to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and they're all, they're one of those teams that didn't want to fully commit to a rebuild. Um, obviously, because that would mean having to do something with the Steen's. Uh, so Ryan Miller was brought in, uh, Spiza was brought in, in 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 the trade with Anaheim. Nick Bedino was brought in, Bobby Sanguinetti was brought in on D, Derek Dorsett and Raden Verba. Um, th- just the problem with the Canucks is, is is you know Kessler's gone now, and and that just puts even more pressure on the Steen's, and they're getting to that age now where. Well, you can't, these guys are, like, they're still elite players, but this is a lot of pressure for scoring to put on these two guys. And, you know, Radim Verbot is a good option to have up there, and, and you know, Higgins and Burroughs and, and, and other guys who can score on that team, but you're you're really looking at the Sedins here to get it done. And I don't really know if they can do that anymore. That's why I've got them at 10th. But, uh, you know, and Ryan Miller, too, he showed in St. Louis that he struggled behind a team who didn't give him a lot of shots. He comes from Buffalo um, midway through the season to St. Louis, you know, coming from facing you know 30, 40 shots a night, and then he faces 20, 25, and, and he struggled with that in St. Louis. So uh, he's going to a team that still has a decent defense still, and uh, we'll have to see how he does in Vancouver because he's going to be a big part to their to any chances that they have as
0: much as the are Yeah, and another team that's on the bubble, too, uh, Nashville Predators, we have as ninth in the conference. You know, they, in the past, have had problems with offense, and they went out and they added James Neal, uh, Oli Jokinen, Mike Rivero, Derek uh, Roy. So, they've you know, they've added uh, It's going to help in the offense, um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they do. I mean, you know, they could uh, make a push for eighth, maybe seventh, you know, if uh, Pecorini comes back uh, and he's 100% from his injury from last year, Eddie.
1: Yeah, some um, any other season I think uh where where there's not eight just solid teams in the West, this Nashville team could make the playoffs, and they still could, but somebody's got to mess up. Uh, I think the teams above them are, are are definitely too good, but they've they've done a lot, and they've I think they've done some of the best business in the NHL, adding scoring where and and you know centers where they've needed them: Derek Roy, Oli Okenin, Mike Caprero. Those are three good centers. They're not top guys, but finding a top center, you know, they were in it for Jason Spetz, but he didn't want to go there. So they got the next best thing. They brought in three good guys. And then James Neal, who, you know, that's a great pickup for them. Uh, and, and their key to success, so like you said, is Pekka has got to come back from injury and, and be 100% and, and, you know, and be the, the goalie that everybody knows he can be. Um, they've obviously got a, a great great guys on defense and you know roman yossi obviously shea weber seth jones they're pretty much set there Uh, they've only just ever had problems with goal scoring and it looks like they've addressed that i just think you know this top eight in the west with what they've all done i don't think anybody's got you know dropped enough for nashville to break into that that top eight but they have a chance but they're going to need guys to to produce if they want to make it up there and pecorino is going to have to be stellar
0: yeah, and talking to the top eight, the first uh, team we have making the playoffs at eighth would be the Dallas Stars, which everybody knows. They added uh, Jason Spezza, which is going to give them a boost. They uh, lost Chase On. And, you know, we're going to have to watch, of course, Tyler Seguin and Jamie Benn. They gave, you know, our Ducks the fits uh, last year in the playoffs, you know, and, you uh, Letting in too, you know, he's no slouching goal. So I could see Dallas not only making eighth, but maybe even seventh. And you know, they could they could win uh, at least the first round playoff series. They gave us a tough time. I I don't doubt that they could go at least to the second round next year, Eddie. Yeah, and and this is
1: what teams have been doing now. This is why I don't think Nashville is enough. Is it, you're gonna have depth at center. To go anywhere in the Western Conference and picking up Spetsa was huge for them. Now they've got, you know, one two punch in Sagan and Spetsa. you know, they've still got Peverly if he if he's able to come back. Uh, you know, they've got uh Vernon Fiddler and a couple other guys who can play center there. So they they're pretty much uh set down the middle and 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 Spezza's gonna come and do well for them. Sagan and Ben are gonna be the two main guys on their team and they're gonna have to do uh exactly the same that they did last year uh and Valerie Nichushkin is going to be big to any success they had he he started playing well when he was on a line with uh with ben and sagan last year so i could see him and even if he's on a line with spezza this year uh it's going to be a big year for Valerie Nichushkin. and um the, the only problem for the stars is comes in defense uh they didn't really add actually they didn't really add anything for defense so they're gonna have to promote a couple young guys if they've got Daly and uh and Goligoski and Gonchar, but you know the, the, uh, some guys like Jamie Oleksiak and, and Patrick Nemeth are, are two monster defensemen they've got down in the AHL who, who are going to be looking for spots, and and Brendan Dillon's going to be key to to any uh, success they have as well. So so it's I think uh, if they can show up their defense, uh, they'll definitely be able to challenge for for uh, you know eighth, seventh, or maybe even sixth if they do well enough.
0: Yeah, and speaking of defense, you know our next team that we have at seventh, Minnesota Wild. They, you know, had decent defense last year, and they, you know, their issue was kind of a little bit more on the offense. You know, they went out and got Thomas Vanek, so that's going to be huge for them because now you're going to have to uh, watch Vanek, Parise, and Palmaville to get their offense going. And you know, Minnesota, you know, they um, took out Colorado last year in the playoffs, so they're another team too that even though we have them at seventh, they could, you know, end up even sixth. Maybe fifth, but um, they could they could be in that group there, and they're another team that could win at least the first round series, and you know um, they uh, could maybe even win a, a second round. They gave Chicago a hard time, even though they ended up getting knocked out, but they still played really really solid defense, Eddie.
1: Yeah, they know they, Ryan Suter is obviously the drill sergeant there back on defense, and they've got a couple other guys there who are no slouches either. And in that, they they know there's no. Way. You know, you know, a lot of people won't even be able to name some of the goalies that they've got there, but, but Nicholas Baxham's been a good uh, d- uh, goalie for them for a while. Uh, Josh Harding was great last season uh, before he went down. Uh, Darcy Kemper played really well, too. So they're, 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 if those guys can have good seasons, they're pretty much set there, but adding Thomas Vanek is huge for them. Uh, if now they've got two really, really good f- f- you know first two lines, and you know, Vanek, Parise, uh, Koivu, Granlin, Pommenville... Uh, you know, they've got, a, like, uh, it, two really good lines. It just remains uh, to be seen if, if that one-two punch down the middle is good enough. If if Mika Kovu and Michael Granlin are, are good enough to to bring them any farther than 7th. Uh, I don't th- I, I don't know. I think Mika Kovu is good enough. I think he's a number two, but Michael Granlin has to have a really you know, solid season if they're going to make a push anywhere higher than 7th.
0: Yeah, and, you know, like you said, too, uh, kind of the trend in the West has been, you know, at the center spot, too. And the Blues added uh, Stashney in the offseason, which, you know, there was rumor that, you know, the Ducks are trying to get him. And a few other teams are up there. So they have gone, you know, stronger down the center, also adding uh, Lindstrom and Mueller, too, at center. Um, so St. Louis is a team that we've got at sixth. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting for them because in net, you know, going with Jake Allen or uh, Brian Elliott, I mean, that's kind of going to be their concern. I, I think that their defense and their offense is, is probably good enough. But, you know, the goalie situation is something that they're going to have to try and iron out, Eddie.
1: Yeah, they, they let in uh, the second least amount of goals in in the league uh, or in the West last year, only behind the Kings. So their defense is is. I think they have one of the the best all around teams in the league. You know, they've got Backes, Berglund, and Statsny up the middle. You know, Oshie, uh, uh, Tarasenko. They've got you know a lot of good players throughout the lineup. Uh, they they lost Ryan Miller, but uh, they didn't just didn't really decide to re-sign him. He didn't really do well with St. Louis. Um, they obviously see something in Jake Allen. I don't think they see Brian Elliott as a long-term starter. You know, he's too old for that. So they must see something in Jake Allen, and he's a good goalie. He's come up and proven that he can he can play well in the games that he's come up. But it, it it's gonna be uh, interesting to see if he can if he can pull off uh, you know split minutes or split games with uh, Elliott and and do well enough for them to finish higher. Uh, He's not going to face a lot of shots, but uh, he, he's going to have to do well when when he faces these shots. And and uh, St. Louis isn't going to concede a lot of goals, but the, their goalies are going to have to be good. Um, I just don't think they're going to be good enough, and that's why I have them at six. But they could challenge for fifth or fourth.
0: Yeah, speaking of fifth, you've got uh, the San Jose Sharks at fifth, which uh, you know is kind of interesting situation because they lost Dan Boyle and Havlat, which are two big names that were also floating around where they were going to go, and now those two guys are gone. But you know their situation, you know they're and we talked about this on the podcast last week. You know they make the playoffs, they have um, you know great regular seasons, they've always been you know usually in the top. You know, if not one or two, at least the top, you know, four or five uh, teams in the Western Conference. But then they just they just blow out in the playoffs. And now they're coming into training camp, stripping everybody of the, you know, captains and alternate captains. So I I don't know if that's going to work out for them. if That's the right move. Um, you know, I'm not sure if uh, Thornton's too happy with that because, you know, he was another one they were talking about moving. I, I just think they're going to probably do well again in the regular season. But um, it's going to be really interesting to see the chemistry between the coaching staff and the players this coming year, Eddie.
1: Yeah, and, and they're one of the teams, I uh, think if you go from sixth to first, there's just going to be a real logjam of, of teams that are so close together. Any of them could move up and any of them could move down, really. And, and San Jose has enough talent. Uh, Andy Niemi's in net, and he's a good enough goalie now. Staylock is proven, he's a good backup. Uh, their defense is strong enough. Um, Brent Burns, uh, Demers, Irwin, you know, the, um, at Mark Edward Vlasic, they have a good defense, too. And obviously, their forwards that we know uh, one two punch down the center, and Kuchir and, and Thornton, uh, Pavelski can play center as well or on the wing like he did last year. Uh, Marlow Thomas Hurdle, who who will have a full season this year after being injured, uh, after starting really well last year, um, I just think it, we'll just have to see how the the locker room you know works out with this with uh, after this uh, you know getting going up three nothing against LA and and losing in game seven. Uh, we'll have to see how they, they rebound after that. And, and uh, you know, if Thornton actually comes back, like you said, there's been rumors that he wants out. You know, he's, he, he likes to to be in an environment that's, you know, kind of calmer. There's rumors he'd go to Nashville where it's not, you know, hockey-centric. You know the show, That's what, he, what happened when he left Boston and went to San Jose. That's what San Jose was. But now, you know, they've kind of – the pressure's on in San Jose to, to win. So uh, we'll have to see if he stays there, but I, I have them finishing fifth, but they're they're in that logjam, like I said, where any team in you know those five or six teams could finish uh, at, you know three or four spaces higher.
0: Yeah, continuing with the log jam, as you mentioned, next up, we have uh, Colorado Avalanche at fourth, which, you know, they added Breer, uh, and again, let it help out with the scoring. You know, we, as we talked about earlier, they lost uh, Stoshny, uh, and as everybody uh, knows, last week or so, uh, Jaeger announced his retirement. Um, so this is a team that, you know, they did really well last year, uh, ended up getting knocked out by Minnesota, but, um, you know, I see them, too, being in the log jam. They could end up. You know, um, second in the Western Conference again, too, or, you know, they could end up fifth or sixth. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Colorado um, goes this next year. I mean, I think Patrick Waugh has got them going in the right direction, Eddie.
1: Yeah, and everybody's just waiting to see if they're the real deal because I don't think anybody thought they were going to finish as high as they did this year. Um, Their defense seemed to have too many problems, but a lot of guys stepped up. Tyson Berry stepped up. Uh, So it'll be. It'll be interesting to see Um Briere, I think, is a really good swap for Parento. Uh, this team is is all about speed. Nathan McKinnon and Duchenne could possibly be the two fastest players in the league. They're on the same team. Uh, uh, Breer is a quick player too. Parento did, he did well there, but he didn't really succeed because he's a slower player, and that's kind of why I, I don't understand this Jerome McGinley deal. Uh, when he went to Pittsburgh, he struggled when they were you know they played a quicker style. And then he went to Boston, where they're more slow. You know, he can sit by the net and tap thing. You know, tap the puck in. Um, they're more slow build-up style, and he did well there. So I don't know how he's gonna do in in one of the you know the quickest teams in the league. We'll have to see. Um, but you know, losing Paul Stats is gonna hurt. But um, they still have great center depth without him. They've still got Shane McKinnon, and O'Reilly can play center as well. But he'll probably play in the wing. So. Yeah, they're not really hurting in offense. Uh, obviously, Paul Statsy is going to hurt, but uh, they hope Jerome McGill can uh, can fill that. Um, I think their defense has to be called into question again. They, they were pretty good last year. Uh, Eric Johnson's going to have to have another good season. Tyson Berry has got to step up, and a lot of other guys on their blue line are going to have to step up. And Varlamov's going to have to be good in net. Um It just remains to be seen if, if it wasn't a, a one-season thing or if they can really uh, come back and, and compete for top, Top four on us again.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and also talking about competing in the top teams, we have the uh, Kings as number three in the conference. And they're another team that, you know, they just kind of float along in the season. And, you know, last year they were sixth in the conference. And we all know what happened, obviously. They went on all the way. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the regular season because they really didn't do anything in the offseason. I mean, uh, Gavrick was the big you know, long-term deal that they did, which I don't really think that that was the best thing for them. But, you know, he led them in the playoffs. So I guess, you know, they think that that's what they needed to do. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the Kings do because it's like the regular season with them doesn't really matter. It's like you you have to wait and see for the playoffs and hope you don't play them, Eddie.
1: Yeah, the, there's something that always goes wrong in the season for the Kings. And last year they, they just couldn't score. Um, they had the best – Goes against in in the league, they're the lowest with 174, which is significantly lower than everybody else. So obviously their defense is key to this, and and you can see that in their style. Jonathan Quick is one of the best goalies in the league. Uh, Drew Doughty's on defense. You know Jake Muzzin, Alec Martinez, and a, lo- a lot of other guys contribute defensively on that team. Uh, they've got they just have a defensive style, um, and I think that's what kind of hurt them with goal scoring. But you've got scorers on that team. So I don't see them you know, going another season where they just don't score any goals. Jeff Carter should be scoring goals. Marion Gabrick, now signed, should be scoring goals. Uh, they don't really have an excuse not to be. Anze Kopertar should be too. Uh, but there's just always seems something that goes wrong. The Kings don't finish near the top of, of the Western Conference during the season, but they come out in the playoffs and, and they show why they're they're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Um, but they're going to have to score goals. Gabrick to guys like that are going to have to step up and score. But I've, I've got them third because it always seems like something goes wrong. So I don't, I don't see them finishing near the top, but you know, it, like I said, log jam, they six, anywhere from six to first could, could be possible for them.
0: Yeah. You know, and then speaking of the logjam, probably the, the next two teams will probably be the ones that we have up towards the top. Um, number two, we have the Chicago Blackhawks, who also didn't really do a lot in the offseason. I mean, they added Brad Richards and Rasmussen, and they lost a uh, Bollig. But other than that, they didn't really do too much. I mean, we've seen, you know, Chicago's team, I I don't really see any holes in that team. I mean, obviously they lost in the seven games to the Kings, which, uh, you know, could have gone either way. Um, but with that lineup that they have, I mean, they're solid on offense they're solid in the center position um you know with the long-term deals with Kane and Tabes um they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with for years to come and then obviously you know uh, Corey Crawford is is one of the best in net too Eddie
1: yeah and this is a case where where top teams really don't need to add much to their teams Chicago and LA um are two of the best teams in the league and they don't really have any weaknesses where they had to add uh you know, maybe if you had to look at Chicago's team, all they really had to add was a little bit more depth up the center to take some pressure off Jonathan Taves, And adding Brad Richards, uh, you know, adding another leader to the dressing room wasn't going to hurt them as well. Uh, their defense is obviously really strong with Duncan Keith and Brent uh, Seabrook leading the way back there. Corey Crawford, although I've never been a huge fan of his, he's proven that he can be a solid goalie in the season and in the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, and Kane and Taves are going to you know, be the stars of the show there. Uh, Patrick Sharp, I think, is going to have to have another strong season. Marion Hossa, uh, if they want to challenge for, you know, first in the West. Um, and, uh, you know, some of their, they might be promoting some of their younger guys. Uh, Brennan Saad might have a bigger role this year. Uh, Toivo Teravainen might be able to get into the lineup too. He's a, a bright prospect for them. And uh, um, I wouldn't really be surprised if they won the West, but I, I've got them down for a second.
0: Yep, and uh, number one you have, and who was number one last year, is our very own Anaheim Ducks. Probably, um, not just because it's our team, but probably one of the teams that's made the most moves uh, in the off season. And going with that trend in the West at the center position, you know, the Ducks, as everybody knows, we got Ryan Kessler from Vancouver. Um, we also picked up Nate Thompson. Tampa Bay and uh, Louis LeBlanc from Montreal so we've added in the center position obviously we lost uh, Bonino and Perot and Koivu in the center positions so it looks like the Ducks have uh, it's kind of a case of losing a handful of players but then we've also replaced them um, and it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think the Ducks really can, not just because we're Ducks fans, but I legitimately think the Ducks can end up first in the conference and not even in the league uh, getting the president's trophy. I mean, we were one point away uh, last year, Eddie.
1: Yeah, and it's hard to count out a team who, who were four points clear um, in the Western Conference and only got well got significantly better down the middle um, and didn't really have to give a whole bunch, like, you know, to get what they've got now um you know they the other teams around them uh you know they kind of lost a lot of guys st louis lost miller colorado lost Statsny. uh san jose you know san jose didn't really do anything chicago really didn't do anything la didn't do anything and then anaheim who had first last year added a guy like ryan kessler to the mix and i just don't see how you could put them anywhere lower than first um the, like I we already stated with all the other teams in this top six, I wouldn't be surprised if Anaheim slipped down, but I've got them first just because of these these additions are are gonna be so helpful. The only question mark with the ducks is is their defense good enough and and are these young guys gonna step up? You know we We lost some key guys and and uh, Nickbernino and and Matthew Perot, Timu Solani, Saku Koevu. Uh, you know obviously Jonas Hiller's gone. Uh, you know, we brought in some guys to, to uh, you know, kind of remedy that. Danny Healy's come in. Nate Thompson will probably come in to take Saku Kovu's role. Clayton Stoner in on defense. Uh, Kessler is obviously swapped out for, uh, or Kessler comes in for where Nick Benino was. Um, but it's just says you know, is, is Anderson and, and Gibson going to be enough in net for them? Uh, I believe it will be. Uh, but then you've got, you know, Ricard Raquel, Emerson Needham, uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly. Um, Hampus Lindholm, you know Sammy Vaughn are, are these guys going to be able to to step up and and, and play a you know a, a big role with the Ducks? We'll, we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Eddie. I think the regular season um, is going to help with that, especially once the lines get narrowed down. And I'm not going to go over all that we've, we've talked about the the lines at him in the last couple podcasts. But my big thing is going to become playoff time because. We can win a first-round series, and we haven't won a second-round series, and that's that's what I'm really concerned about because, um, you know, they came out really nervous and tentative in that game seven against the Kings, and that's what I need them to fix. And my book is is in the playoffs, they got to carry the play from the regular season to the playoffs and just keep rolling with it. And I think if they do that, they can go all the way, you know, at, at least to the finals. So for me, if those younger guys – Get that experience under their wings, and then the playoffs shouldn't be a problem this year.
1: Yeah, um, you know when I was when I was going through uh, the playoffs, I'm not gonna do any kind of playoff preview. But when I was going through it, uh, you know, I had Anaheim going to the final, and, and when you play any team from the from the Eastern Conference, you know there, there's only a couple that that I think are are really a threat. Um, you know, Boston. I don't. I don't think Pittsburgh's a huge threat in, in in the playoffs. At least they're obviously a good team, and, and Tampa Bay as well. Samco is playing is healthy, and Ben Bishop is playing well. But if the Ducks can make it past these strong teams in in the in the Western Conference, uh, and make the, uh, the Stanley Cup final, they have a really good chance of winning the, the Cup for the this year coming up.
0: Definitely. Um, that's going to round out our season preview for the Eastern and Western conferences um don't forget we're still giving away two tickets uh to the home opener for the ducks uh and the the word this week is home h-o-m-e home that's the word this week make sure that you uh listen to the two previous podcasts there's uh, a word that we gave out each of those and there'll be uh words coming up in the next two podcasts and that's it for this week thanks for listening
1: the anaheim ducks are the stanley cup champions